0: This nation was established on two concepts, the first being able to worship before our God openly, the second being freedom of speech. Men and women paid with their lives for this freedom. As we live our lives, what do we do? We party away our existence, while pharmaceutical companies and government control us with mind-altering substances, leaving us in a broken state of social anxiety, depression, and suicide, feeling like we're not heard ultimately ending up as a pawn behind bars. This nation is falling apart because the church stopped being the church. We need to return to our first love. We need to lift up Jesus. There's only one way to fix this. Honoring God. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Indeed and In Truth Ministries podcast series. I'm Logan. I'm Amber. See, she's finally starting to get it figured out. <laughs> hey, guys. So we took a week off, uh, had a reset period, just kind of get a break in there. We've been very consistent with this for a long time, but we're excited to be back. We're excited to get back into this thing. And uh, this week, we're going to just kind of touch on lightly. This is not going to be a very long episode, um, and I'm letting people know that up front. But we're just going to lightly kind of touch on, uh, we are actually recording a little bit later in our schedule than we should be recording, part of the reason why, um, because if you guys don't know anything about post-production, for even for podcasting, um, for film and things like that, that's something that I do as a, as a side job. Um, I do that professionally. Um, and it it is very time consuming. So a a 40 minute podcast can turn into two or three hours of editing easy. Um, so you just, you really got to take time. Plus you have to print everything down and stuff too. So, um, anyways, but we just wanted to, we're just want to let you guys know we're excited. We're back. Um, Amber, do you want to talk about where they can, I want you to just tell everybody where they can reach out if they've got praise reports, prayer requests, those kinds of things. Go ahead.
1: If you have praise reports or prayer requests or if you just want to send your testimonies in or you know um, just want to reach out and let us know that we're doing a great job even anything we're, we're willing to hear anything. Um, our our email is uh, indeed and in truth ministries at gmail.com and then we have our Facebook page as well that we are constantly answering people on. So yeah, definitely. And you
0: can also find our, because I know sometimes, because our ministry name is Indeed and in Truth. Um, so in, in the email, it's not indeed. And it's indeed in oh, truth. I keep messing But no, up. it's okay. That's why so I just pointed it out. If, if you, if you don't understand it when we say it sometimes, cause I've done it too. Um, if you don't understand it, the description usually always has our episodes, descriptions always have our emails stuff flake out in there too. Um, so that way we can do So here guys, we're not, we're just not going to cut nothing. We're going to jump right into this thing. So today we're going to begin to start with talking about. We've been talking about a model that we I felt like God gave to me, and it was pray right, think right, live right. And we did a thing where we was talking about praying right, and I mean, man, did we get into some stuff. <laughs> now, I know that I come across... Very, very harsh. And I know that I come across very, very rough around the edges. But the reality is, is we do not have time to sit and patty cake with everybody that comes across. I warned people when this series started, this was not a series for the faint of heart. You want a series for the faint of heart, go back to the testimony series. But this is not going to be the series for you. Um but it doesn't mean that we don't want you to listen. It doesn't mean that we don't want you guys to grow. It doesn't mean that we don't want you guys to be involved. So definitely do those things. We want to hear that. We want to know that you guys are enjoying these things. Um, And, and if you're still listening to us, I literally watched our viewers uh, go to half uh, when that last episode dropped out. So half the people that was listening to us quit listening to us. <laughs> because they didn't like that but amber actually went and found a scripture and she's gonna read it off to i you did guys. because
1: i was i was kind of with you guys i thought he was being very stabby like i said in the last podcast he was being very stabby because even some of the things he was saying was making me cringe and i was like oh that's really rough but one of the things he had said was he was talking about salvation and how god couldn't hear our prayers if we weren't saved that we were just basically just speaking at that point. And I found it in Proverbs fifteen twenty nine. So if you want to look that up. Do you, oh, you want me to look it up real quick? Yeah.
0: Proverbs 15, 29. Well, I the, thought you had it wrote, wrote no, down. no, no, no.
1: I just had the scripture written out because I, I wanted to make sure that I pinpointed that one in particular. Because that one I was like, where does it say that at? Because that was one of the ones that really got me.
0: All right, so here it is. It says Proverbs fifteen twenty nine: The Lord is far from the wicked, but he heareth the prayer of the righteous. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean
1: that's plain as night and day. I mean, yeah, you <laughs> you there's no there's, you can't twist that. You, no,
0: you ain't getting around that one. So I stand on everything I say, um, and if I did not feel the anointed authority to say it, and 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 if you're somebody who isn't used to being around me and you're thinking, well, there's no way he's this hard whenever he's in front of people. Uh, go ahead and ask a few people who sit around oh, me on he, a regular he is. basis. <laughs> <He> I, <is.
1: laughs> I'm just
0: as hard as, as I am here. Uh, there's no, it's there's, quite
1: frustrating.
0: Yeah. Especially it, it when is. you live with him. <laughs> well, there's some people that get in a room with me and they hate it sometimes because uh, I won't pin her down because uh, she'll, she'll get all embarrassed, but she's probably going to be listening. She's not exactly what we're talking about. But uh, so there's some people, um, her in particular, uh, that whenever I walk in a room, the Holy Ghost just starts talking to me about him and starts telling me things about him. And I've had to really learn how to be gracious because sometimes those things are revealed not to be talked about, but just so that I'm aware how I approach him, how I talk to him, make sure I'm being a little extra. So you have to discern
1: when is right to say and when it's not.
0: Yeah. So and and so I'm I'm still working on some of that um, even doing this, you still kind of got to even doing this. Yeah. You might not be, uh, face to face with people doing podcasting, but you know, me and you're still face to face. Um, sometimes you bring people into the studio, they might take it the wrong way whenever you're talking to them. Uh, and it's not intended to be taken that way, but, uh, so you just, you got to learn how to discern those things. Um, and, and especially here recently, you know, uh, I've been on a journey with God and I've been growing, uh, at a very, very, uh, drastic rate in some areas so things have been kind of downloading on me very quickly you know so I take them and sometimes they come out before I get a chance well, to it reminds me of something
1: you had said to me one time we were we were arguing about something I don't remember what it was but you had said you know you we we don't have time to be offended mm-hmm. you need to stop we don't have time to be offended because if we sit and be offended on these things what's going to happen right you know we're going to waste time thinking about it worrying about it stressing about it Instead of just moving on and doing what God wants us to do,
0: exactly, anyway. and, and and then we get and then when we get offended about it, we sit in it and we don't want to go nowhere. Well, just that, but what's and, that and some, What happens if that producing... offense just sits there for the next ten years? You right. know, I mean? That's and, ten and years you wasted. It's just
1: producing bitterness,
0: right? So, I mean, so don't don't ever get offended by anything that we ever talk about here. But you no, know, some people get a little backwards whenever I walk in a room because they 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 want to talk to me. Why look? I'm like, hey, how are you doing? They're like, why? What are you here? <laughs> you know, they're like, what you, what do you know? You know, why? Why are you asking? You know, and like... Sometimes
1: that's just <laughs> your own shame and guilt getting onto you yourself.
0: <laughs> so, okay, so okay, so we're gonna talk today. We're gonna start it now. We're gonna get like I said, we're not gonna do too long here, but we're gonna start this and we're just gonna begin to touch into. Um, the thinking right one, because I want—I really want to study on some more of this, because I've got some scriptures, um, but I want to be thorough about this one because we talked about praying right, and we understand. Uh, we we walked through the model that Jesus gave us for prayer um, Amber confirmed some of the model that out of her bible and I've never really looked through her bible I know it's a women's study bible but I've never really looked through it It just
1: has like women's devotions in it like if I want to look up like especially when I first started like being a rape victim that was a big one for me like how do I even deal with that well it has like devotions in it about um how to deal with it and then it gives you like a list of scriptures you can go to to back that devotion up so
0: well see and that's and that's part of um even doing some of this stuff the way that we're doing it right now. That's that's kind of part of that. So we we talked about that model and today we're gonna talk about thinking right. Um, and, and the first scripture I'm going to go to is out of Matthew 15 and it's 18 verses 18 and 19. And we probably won't dig into too many more scriptures, but I really want to share some things here. And me and Amber is going to share a little bit of a testimony from our marriage and stuff like that as well. Um, but it's verse 18. It says, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart and they defile the man for out of the heart. Proceed, evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witnesses, blasphemies. And we're just going down to verse twenty. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands defileth not a man. So what was happening here was the 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 Pharisees and stuff were arguing with Jesus because his disciples were not washing their hands before they ate, and he said, "Don't you not understand?" That this is how this is what defiles a man. You know, you're not having your hands washed is not defile on you. Yeah, is it a little bit gross, probably, but it's not. It's not what he was worried about. What he was worried about was what was coming out of their heart. Because and and he goes later on, I believe, and he I think in another gospel maybe it was that he he really explained the depth of this because he was trying to get them to understand what goes in. Uh, is it goes in? It goes out of the draught. Um, and actually, I think it might even be this one. Uh, But we won't get to... Yeah, there it is. Actually, in verse 17, it says, Do you not understand that whatsoever entereth in at the mouth goeth into the belly, and then is cast out into the draughts? Maybe I should have grabbed a couple extra ones of this. But really what he was talking about here is what comes out of our mouths is what's coming out of our heart. Uh, From the abundance of our heart, our mouth will speak. Now, I don't have that scripture, but if you're familiar with scripture, you're familiar with maybe coming across that one a few times. But out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth will speak. And I can truly say because if you're praying if you're getting your prayer prayer life straightened out and stuff like that it begins to change how you think it begins to change how you do certain things because in prayer the holy ghost will speak to you god speaks to you and you start to reevaluate things in your life a little bit differently uh, and so part of that is because, uh, you know, we could go all the way back where, where Jesus said, you know, uh, the law said, don't, don't commit adultery. But I'm telling you, if you even so much as look on a woman to lust after her, you've already committed adultery in your heart. He was, he was trying to point to the issue that it was a heart issue. It wasn't something, um, and, and then the, and those things from the heart, they come out.
1: That's actually in, uh, Matthew five twenty eight. What? Um, what you were just talking about.
0: Matthew 528. Yeah. So Matthew 5.28 says, But I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after her has committed adultery with her already in his heart, because it's already been done. You know, when you when you get into a position where you cheat on your spouse or something like that, uh you didn't just fall into bed with that person. That was a thought-through process. When you get into a position where you've killed somebody, um, um, you know, in most cases, not all cases, because there are p- crimes of passion. We, we know that there are crimes of passion. Um, uh, so, and there, there are instances where people, um, you know, they react in self-defense to, de- to defend themselves, to defend people around them. Uh, and, and, and I understand those things. Um, but there's, there is also the kinds of things he's talking about here. Uh, he's talking about murders, evil thoughts, thefts, fault witness, um, blasphemy. Those are things that you took time to think about before you did them. Uh, so they were already in your heart and and in your mind was already there. You were already thinking, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, so first things first, I'm going to challenge people. If you guys are listening along with us and you guys read these scriptures or you guys even go and study these scriptures, I want you guys to go look at Romans chapter eight. Romans chapter eight talks about life in the spirit and life in the flesh. Um, and if you go through that, uh, and I can't remember where the other one was. I was looking for it. And for some reason, I was just really having a time finding it. So I'm going to look for that hopefully by next week and I'll have that set up. But it was a scripture that talked about things, uh, and it's in Romans and it was talking about, cause you had the things of the the, the carnal mind and the spirit mind, but Paul elaborated on it a little bit more. He went a little more in depth with it. Um, but where I was reading that wasn't what, wasn't what I was looking You're for. about so.
1: the scripture where he's talking about what I want to do, I don't no,
0: no, 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 that's not what I'm thinking of. Um, it, I can't really think of it off the top of my head, but anyways, where I was reading that wasn't, wasn't what I thought it was. So I was, I was going to share it uh, tonight and I didn't get a chance to find it. So that's my bad. So I dropped the ball on that, but no, so that's something else. You know, we, we start to talk about this. So what I want to do now is I want to take a couple of minutes. I want to share some of me and Amber's testimony so I can actually prove that it's a heart issue and a thought process before it's ever anything else because it never manifests itself because it has to be born somewhere. The Bible tells us that, you know, when we've been led away in temptation or we, you know, we fall into those things, it's because Uh, We've lusted after something that wasn't ours or it wasn't rightfully ours or whatever those things were. And and we've only been tempted because we've lusted. And and once that temptation gives birth, it gives birth to sin, sin gives birth to that. Yeah, it becomes a seed. And it doesn't matter how it comes about, it becomes a seed. And in most cases, it starts in your mind. Absolutely. And uh, our pastor was just talking about that. Go ahead.
1: I was going to say, I was actually listening to a um, podcast that Nicole Waters had done um, not too long ago, and she was talking about how our mind is a hopper, and yep. if we're feeding it trash, guess what's going to come out of that hopper? Yep. It's going to have trash coming out. So if you're looking at stuff you shouldn't be looking at, if you're hearing stuff you shouldn't be hearing, guess what's going to come out of your mouth?
0: So, and that right there, that, that just, and, and that's like what Pastor Regina was talking about. She was talking about, she's like, have you ever thought about why it's called the helmet of salvation? Mm -hmm. And, and you think, you know, that's because most of the fights that you deal with and most of the struggles that you deal with start in your mind before they ever start anywhere else.
1: It's because everything that comes out of it can either hurt you or bless you. So, so we already understand that. And so now
0: I'm going to get into a bit of a story that I can prove it to you. Because the situation me and Amber face, so there was a situation me and Amber face that fell into fornication and adultery and stuff like that. And it was something that had been a thought before it was ever an action. And then when it became an action, it ended up, um, you know, that turned into, we're not going to get into the depth because I'm trying to save that testimony for a a separate part of this entire series when we start talking about honoring God within our marriage and we start talking about honoring God within our domestic life and stuff like that. So, like, I don't want to go too far. So if you want to hear
1: all of that testimony, then you need to stay tuned.
0: Yeah, so you can't (laughs) get offended and quit listening to us like everybody did last week. But, uh, no, so if you guys want to hear all of it, I just kind of, I was telling Amber before we started, I was like, I just want to kind of, I want to kind of touch on it. Because it does touch on this right here. It right. touches on thinking right, keeping our hearts straightened out, keeping our minds straightened out. Because those things, because I didn't keep those things straightened out, I fell into a place that caused all kinds of chaos and stuff like that for me and my family. Uh, and, and, and it almost completely wrecked us. Now, thank God that it didn't. And, and God flipped the whole situation around, um, you know, and uh, everybody was better off for it. Um, in the end but that 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 came with prayer and fasting that didn't that was something that that had to be worked through. it didn't through. come easy no it didn't come easy but i can just tell you from personal experience that not having the right thought process not having your heart right not having those things uh, established uh is is the fastest way to start trickling your way down into a very very slippery slope um and so i was just looking here at ephesians 423 talks about how we need to be renewed in the spirit of our mind you know, so how do we get renewed in our mind? Because you guys are probably thinking, well, you guys have been talking about prayer. You guys really got deep in this. Well, like I said, this is just kind of an introductory um, to get us ready for this next portion of this, because this is really the meat and potatoes of this entire Model, I feel because, yeah, we need to be praying, right? But like I said, as you're praying and as you're getting before God and you're giving your time to him, he's going to begin to reveal parts of things to you or put situations in front of you where parts of you are going to come out that you thought you dealt with and you may not have dealt with. So this is where you've got it. And then it's going to start going to start like, God, why have I been thinking like that? Why have I been doing things this way? Why have I been doing things this way? It's not for any reason. It's not because he doesn't love you. It's not because he doesn't want the best for you. It's because now it's time for you as a Christian and as you're growing and as you're maturing, it's time to start dealing with those things. So then here's where it ends up at. Now it becomes a, a battle in the mind. Um, And even once you get yourself cleaned up and you get your mind cleaned up and you're like, you've soaked it in scripture and you understand the word and, you know, you know where to go and get scriptures to stand on when you're dealing with certain situations, your mind is still a battleground. It is still, I I call it the devil's playground, because if you're not careful, um, it doesn't matter what comes across there. Uh, if, If you're not careful, you know, those seeds can get planted and they can become rooted and then they become very, very, very devastating parts of your life. Amber, you're looking at stuff over there. What do you got?
1: You were talking about getting um, your mind right and stuff and I, it reminded me of James 1, 21 through 24 and he's talking about laying apart all your filthiness and your naughtiness and receive meekness and be engrafted in the word which is able to save your soul. And then he goes on and says to be doers of the word and not just hearers only because you're just deceiving yourself.
0: Right. And, and, and that's, that's kind of where we're going to start really digging at this thing. Because like I said, this, this is, this is, in my opinion, the meat and potatoes. Uh, You know, we can go to Romans 12, 2, Romans 12, 2 talks about not being conformed to this world. Well, how, how's that got anything to do with our thought processes? Well, look at what becomes socially acceptable in today's world. And you tell me that that doesn't affect your thought process in any way, shape or form. You have, you are fooling yourself and you are lying to the people that are around you.
1: You know, God reminded me of the saying that like a lot of people say this is your eyes are the window to your soul, you know, and God opened that up for me one day. And he's like, you know why people say that is because what goes in your eyes is what's going to come out and it's what's feeding everything.
0: Right. So what you see, what you hear, what you, yeah. what you allow see some people get weird because they think that we overdo certain things. Like there's still like like for example like um because I came from a very very bi- violent background, um I was constantly uh and and Amber can tell you uh that was something for me that was really struggling when I come out and I first got saved because I used what
1: I was actually just telling somebody today about how it, whenever people would meet you, the first thing you would do is tell them exactly in detail of how you would kill them. Mm-hmm. And it was just that she was like, why would he do that? And I said, because he was weird. <laughs> I don't know.
0: But I would have.
1: I know you, you would in talk about it all the time.
0: I would have in a heartbeat. I, and like whenever I walked in a room, I'd already, you know, I'd already thought of six ways to get out of there. And if I had walked in a room, I had already decided if I had to, who was going to die, who wasn't going to die. Um, I remember uh, I used to have a process. People used to like, as pe- I was always really good with people. Um, I've always been pretty good with people, but they'd be like, oh, I really like you. I really like you and stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, you like me, huh? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, well, how much do you like me? And they're like, a lot. And I'm like, cool. Do you trust me? And they're like, yeah, totally, man. And I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, I was like, come here. You know, and I pull this big old freaking knife out of my hand and, uh, you know, I put it on their throat. And if they wouldn't let me put it on their throat, and it's like, you don't trust me. There was a few people that let me do that that really shouldn't have let me do that because uh, there was a few of them that I would have killed in a heartbeat. Uh, but that was the background I came out of. So like when I first got saved, um, and, and, and if you guys are gamers and you listen to this, you guys will know exactly what game I'm talking about, but it was called Manhunt. And this was probably one of the most brutalist video games I've ever played in my life. Absolutely phenomenal story. Great story. Great game. It is probably one of the goriest and one of the nastiest games. I, I, I can't even believe that it made it on the market. Like, it's worse than Grand Theft Auto. And that's saying something, because Grand Theft Auto is pretty bad, uh, especially now. But no, this game was horrifying. And that was one I had to get rid of. I had both copies of it, and uh, God made me get rid of it. Um, I went through a season where I wasn't able to play games that, where I shot people in them.
1: Yeah, remember no, that? Cause I, I got rid of that. a bunch
0: of those too. And it was just weird things. And, and I, I, I didn't keep them in the house. Now I can play stuff like that now. Now it doesn't bother me like it did. But back then I couldn't because that was, that was something that had to get rooted out of me. It was something that I had been seated with. And I mean, in seconds, it wouldn't take nothing for me to flip on somebody and just decide that was it. I was going to get rid of them. Um, and I never kept friends. Friends was a no, no for me because, uh, I needed to make sure that if, if I had to, I needed to be able to kill you without a conscience and walk away from you. Uh, you know, and I remember when we were, me and Amber were younger and stuff like that. Uh, it started to kind of weigh on me. Uh, I wasn't saved at the time, but it started weighing on me a bit. Cause every time I would show up, what would you ask me? Every time I would show up or something like that, I'd just disappear from wherever I was at, and then I'd show up. And then, you know, I'd be like, hey, and I had a house and stuff like that that you guys would come and meet me at. Uh, we don't have to get into those details, but you guys would show up, and you'd bring Ashton and stuff like that so I could see him. Uh, and what was something that you used to say to me all the time? Did you get yourself in any trouble? Or what was the other one you would ask me? Did you hurt anybody? No. That was, that's not even half. That wasn't even close. <laughs> the first thing she would ask me was, how long until the police show up?
1: Oh, well, that too, but that was after i asked no that was the first
0: question you always ask how long to the police show up and i would laugh because one they weren't smart enough to figure out what i was doing to begin with two they could never prove it and that's just how our justice system works you're innocent until proven guilty but we're going to move right along so um all right so i'm, I'm getting close to where i want to be at as far as this but i just really wanted to i just wanted to share this with you guys because i'm telling you from a person who, and one other thing too, something else I had to stop doing was uh, horror movies. Um, horror movies, like the real, like, uh, Saul was one of my favorites. I love the Saul series. Uh, I, I don't watch them anymore. I can't even, I can't even watch. Um, you know, there's, I, I even have to, even today I still have to vet cause I like vampire and werewolf movies and stuff like that. And I like, uh, I like, uh, mythological, myth, mythological movies and things. I love that stuff. Super cool. I love it. Um, but there's even some now that I still vet because they just make me sick to watch them. And that was like, how in the world did I ever watch anything like that before? But now it's like it just bugs me. There's some that don't you know, they still don't bother me or nothing like that. Um, but there's still some of them out there that 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 really bug me and I still can't watch them, still can't do it. Um, and then there's some things, uh, movies, games, certain things like that um you know like another one me and amber uh grand theft auto we was talking about that a few minutes ago that's one you'll never find in our house Mm -mm. Uh, you will never find it in our house Uh, there's certain tv series and movies and things like that you just will not find in our house and some people would think well that's a bit of an overkill that's a bit of a stretch i know it sounds like a bit of a stretch but that's a conviction and and especially in our house, why would
1: you keep something that's going to keep tripping you
0: exactly Exactly. See, I was just talking to a couple of people in the last couple of weeks. I was introducing the concept about being a stumbling block, not to do things that you know, being not that they were doing anything. See, a big
1: one for me was like those paranormal or wicked like anything right. with like any type of witchcraft stuff in it. Cause I was never into that stuff, but it always made me like super uncomfortable. And I used to get like really frustrated because I didn't understand it. Right. You know? And then meeting you, you came out of a wicked background in your family and you know, and it kind of gave me a little bit of insight on that stuff, but I didn't, I, I've never really cared for those shows, but for whatever reason, before me and you had gotten married and stuff, I was really into a lot of that stuff. Like I, I wanted to watch it all the time, but when we got married, you were like real into Supernatural and stuff. And I hated it after we got saved. Like I could not be in the same room with you when you were watching it. Cause I just couldn't.
0: Well, that I didn't last long it. for me either because they eventually ended up taking that entire TV series mm-hmm. and turned it into this heaven and hell, God and Satan thing. And they started to really twist. And I'm telling you what, conviction came on me. And I think I, think I waited. I literally waited until they got on the other side of that entire thing. I, I can't even say that I've seen any of that. Um, or enough of it to even know how that portion of that, C- that TV show went because that just ate me alive. I loved the TV show when they was just kind of hunting monsters and See, having. See, I fun never with really
1: it. cared because a lot of it's like it gets into all that stuff, and I just I. Well, and, and and that's what I'm saying.
0: So the, the you know, and like I said, I was just talking to a couple people a few weeks ago about not being a stumbling block and not setting certain things and why I don't do certain things, why I don't carry certain conversations in front of certain people and stuff like that. And I was like, and I know it sounds like I'm being I'm being two faced about it, I said, but I'm not. I said because I am I have to I have a responsibility to be all things to all people, and then on top of that, I can't be without law. I can be without law, but not without law. To God. That was what Paul said. He said, I'm, you know, to those without law, I'm without law, but not without law to God. So I am... I'm aware of those things. So I don't do things, especially when I'm around other Christians, like there was a gentleman you wanted me to bring over to the house and, and you're like, Hey, get him to come over and help you work out with some things. And I was like, Hey, he can't come over and do that with me. And you're like, why? I was like, because part of the reason the situation is that he is in right now is because he was working so much. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to spend time with him, it's going to be carved out time. It's going to be time set aside. It's not going to be me bringing him over here to do work with me or help me with things at the house, because that's going to create a stumbling block for him. Right. You know. And so and some people like and
1: then I think they're starting to kind of get the idea. There's actually a scripture that, and I'm gonna have to look it up now, but it talks about being your brother's keeper and not doing certain things like not being a stumbling block to them. I don't I'm not sure exactly the wording on well, it. Well, I know what you're talking it's about. Talking well, about
0: Cain, well was the, the brother's keeper thing comes from Cain and Abel. And that's where Cain was. I believe Cain was asking. He says, am I my brother's keeper? And you've heard all kinds of people preach that because they're like, yeah, you are, as a matter of fact, you are your brother's but keeper. See, even but the- what you what you was getting to was the uh, not being a stumbling block. And Paul had a huge illustration about yeah. that. He said, because what you've done is, is if you go into temple and you eat meats with people who eat meats unto idols he said and then a younger a brother in Christ that's younger in the faith comes and sees you they've now been emboldened in their conscience to go and do what you've done because they saw you do it right and now they're, they've they've created, created a stumbling block for them and now they they're going they're going to end up destroying themselves mm-hmm. And so that's, that's part of the reason there. And that was part of the reason why I was talking with those couple of people about that. It wasn't about being two-faced. It wasn't about trying to hide things from people. It was making sure that I don't create stumbling blocks for, for people. So like every time, like some people think it's weird because when I spend time with some of our friends, I do it separately. Why? Because there are certain, certain ways that I know by the Holy Ghost, I need to interact with each person separately and with each individual or with each group separately. And they don't always all collide. Now there's situations where they can all collide, but then there's other situations where they cannot always collide. Like we had a guy, I'm going to run a little long here, but we had a guy that, you know, he, he went and got another Xbox after he had shared with me about an issue that he was having. And I told him, I said, don't, I said, look, he's like, he was just asking me questions and it was just general questions, but I straight looked at him and I said, look, man, uh, I said, do not, Ask me questions about that. I was like, or get me involved in it. I said, because you've already told me an issue that you had because of that, and I'm not going to be a part of it, and I'm not going to be, a, and I, and that's what I told him. And he thought it was kind of weird. You know, but he's like, no, we've talked. I said, I understand you've talked. I was like, but you're not going to drag me. And I'm proud of him. He's not let that be an issue, you know, and that's something maybe God cut it off of him for a season. Now he's he can handle that. That's great. Um, But I just at that time, I was like, no, because I had just had a conviction about being a stumbling block. I've caused people to stumble in my youth. In my faith, and I'm not going to do that again. So now I'm aware of it. So now I'm like, okay, God, how do I deal with this? Or how do I sit with this person? How do I talk with this person? You know, how do I do this? So that way I can make sure that I'm always interacting with them in a way that's still reflecting Christ, but we're still able to have fun, hang out, have a good time. um, You know, uh, and it's just like I told one of them, I said, you know, I said, there are certain things me and Amber will sit and talk about and joke around about and stuff like that just between the two of us. So you'll never catch us doing that out in public. No. I said, and it's not about being two faced and it's not about hiding things from people. I said, it's because we know that if we was to say that,
1: or the we, way we, we know
0: it's meant one way. Right.
1: Or the way we bicker at each other, but it's yeah. like play fighting. Yeah. And uh, some, so there's some people we don't do that in front of because yeah. they think that we are either actually arguing yeah. or it makes them hateful to their significant other. And it's like, no, we do it out. We do it because we're yeah. just picking and on that's, each other. That's just
0: our relationship. Yeah. So some people don't understand that, but yeah, that, that's actually a really good example of that because, uh, I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, that's actually a really good example because there are some people that we can't do that in front no. of. You're right. my uh, My parents, my mom. Your being parents being one of them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that in front of her because she really thinks. Yeah, we're fighting. you it's said like, you, you know, were gonna punch me in the then nose. one time I come running across there and jumped on her and act like I was gonna punch her in the nose, and uh, she's like, "Do it," you know. So we was just like screwing off and stuff and walked away. And my mom's looking at her. She's like,
1: "I mean, it does sound very legit." Oh when yeah, I'm it sounds legit. <laughs> you know, especially when serious. I come running
0: across the house full board, jumping in the air like Kamikaze, and you know, like come on jump on her
1: and start hitting her but that's not ever gonna happen because i i've had to sit people down and be like look logan has never hurt me and he would never hurt me you know and and i have to say that to people sometimes because they they're just like yeah they really think something's wrong with us right like, I've been in a domestic violence situation, and this is far from it, I
0: promise. All right. So here's the thing. So like I said, just quick introduction. I already went 10 minutes longer than I intended to, but it was a good conversation. So uh, I just want to do a quick introduction to this, and we're really going to start diving into this next week because I really want to get it. We might even go two, we- two more weeks on this. I don't know. I really want to get into this because thinking right and making sure that we're laying those things out, being renewed in the Word, we're going to talk about how we get renewed in the Word. We're going to talk about the helmet of salvation. We're going to talk about... Uh, You know, making sure that we keep those things in line. But if you're listening to us and you're like, man, I don't even understand what you're talking about. Well, probably because you're not saved and you probably have absolutely no idea what I'm talking about, because these mysteries are given to Christians. They're not given to the world. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking like, yeah, okay, yeah, I understand you. I get that. I'm real with that. Then uh, and, and, and but if something's tugging at your heart and you really feel like, uh, you know, this is something that you want to be a part of. This is, you know, you want scripture open. Up. I've heard so many people talk to me and they said, yeah, I've read the Bible. I've read the Bible. I'm like, yeah, did you? And they're like, yeah, I read it front to back. It did make no sense to me. I didn't understand anything in it. It wasn't given to you to understand to begin with. Jesus said, don't cast your pearls before swine, because if they, if you do, they're going to trod them under their feet. So why would God reveal the word to you? Uh, especially because it's the Holy Ghost that creates revelation in your life. So how would you be able as an unsaved person to obtain revelation in your life when the Holy Ghost isn't even touching your life? So if you feel that tug right now and you're thinking, okay, I really, really want this to be my life. I want to give my heart over. uh, This is what I'm going to do. We're going to do an altar call. And then uh, real quick, I just want to let people know that, you know, if you guys have praise reports, if you've got prayer requests, if you've got salvation reports, testimonies, whatever it is, you guys can reach out to us at IndeedInTruthMinistries at gmail.com. And you guys can tell us whatever you guys need. We're trying to stay very quick about responding. Um, so we want to know about those things. But this is what I want you to do. I want you to just take a couple of seconds here. And I want you to just 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 close your eyes, bow your head uh, stand up, lift your hands, whatever you got to do, whatever makes you comfortable. Uh, and I just want you to repeat this prayer after me. And I just want you to say this with me to say, father, in the name of Jesus, I recognize my sin and I submit my life to you. I thank you for who you are. I thank you that Jesus died on the cross so that I could be forgiven. From this day forward, I will live for you because he died for me. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you guys have said that prayer, we definitely want to know about it. We want to celebrate that with you because now you need to find a church now you need to find get you a Bible, get yourself some Christian friends, solid people, solid sound uh, solid foundation, solid doctrine. Uh that's that's what you need and if you need help with resources in those areas especially if you're local to the area, uh then you know reach out to us. We'll help you guys get that stuff set up. So Amber, or if you need a Bible, yeah. reach out to us. Yeah, if you guys need a Bible, um hopefully we can start hopefully we're we're getting ready to start hopefully being able to take donations and things too we're going to try to build funds for those kinds of things and get those on
1: i actually still have some new king james versions from when we bought a bunch of them a few years back all right so here amber i want you to go ahead say what you got saying and go ahead and pray us out i'm just going to pray us out heavenly father we come to you in the name of jesus lord we thank you for the word that you've given us today we thank you for just pouring into us, God, we thank you for your wisdom. We thank you, Lord, that you are always listening and that you are always here for us, God. We ask that you would bless every ear that has heard this today. And we ask, Father, that it would touch every heart and every mind, that we would be able to think right, that we would be able to speak right, we would be able to do what you have asked of us, that we would be able to be obedient to you, Father, and we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. All right, guys, tune back in next week, and we will see you then. God bless.